Good morning, and welcome to Sermon in the Berg, the official podcast of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. It's great to have you here. Since it's only the second week of our podcast, allow me to describe the format that we'll be following today. We will start with our opening announcement, just like every Sunday. Then this week, Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director, will sing the psalm that was originally scheduled to be proclaimed this week at all of our parish masses. But before all of that, first, we'll ask you to pause this episode and read the scripture readings for this weekend. They can be found anytime at usccb.org or on the Living the Word attachment that we've provided on Facebook and in the Flock Note email. So again, you can read the weekend's readings on the USCCB website, or use the Living the Word attachment available on the Flock Note email and Facebook. Pause this recording and come back to it after you've sat with the readings for the weekend. Welcome to St. Mary of the Mount and Prince of Peace Parishes as we celebrate the fifth Sunday in Lent. A special welcome is extended to those who are joining us virtually today. Please know that here on the podcast and in person, you are always welcome here. Assisting us today is myself, Amanda Bruce, as the podcast host, Tom Conroy as musician, and Deacon Rich Longo as homilist. Greetings from the Southside and Mount Washington Parishes communities. Well, it certainly has been an interesting week and challenging times for all of us. I don't know about you, but I have asked myself, is this really happening? 
When will it come to an end? Is this pandemic almost surreal? Anxious, yes. Optimistic, yes. But most of all, hopeful. Hopeful that our good and gracious God will prevail as he always does. Prevail in that we may now look at what we take for granted and become humbler. Realizing how important in family life is to be sustaining full meaningful relationships. And the list certainly can go on. A scripture often refers, God's ways are not our ways, but but his ways are truth and the life. St. Therese of Lisieux, a great doctor of the church said, God will never give you a cross that his resurrection and glory can't handle. So keep the faith, rely on his mercy and love because he so loves each and every one of us. We are, after all, the very apple of his eye. You may all have recalled, oh, several months ago, a prayer that we prayed in church and subsequently several parishioners asked that we place it in the bulletin. The prayer is called Prayers Answered and I don't know any prayer that might be more apropos during these difficult and challenging times. And it goes, I asked for strength and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom and God gave me problems to solve. I asked for prosperity and God gave me brawn and brains to work. I asked for courage and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience and God placed me in situations where I was forced to wait. I asked for love and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors and God gave me opportunities. I received nothing I wanted and I received everything I needed. See, my prayers have all been answered. He was referred to in the neighborhood as crazy rich. No pun intended, everyone. He was a homeless man, unemployed and often sick. He would occasionally show up at church. He liked the air conditioning, the potluck lunches, and the communion wine. Man, did he like the communion wine. On one Sunday, he sat down right in front of me. I scooted down a bit. When the kids came in from CCD, one of them named Kenny, who was an altar server, passed right behind Crazy Rich. Deacon Rich, something smells, he said in a loud voice. I whispered to him, come sit down. Something stinks, what is it, he continued. Let's just scoot down here, I whispered. Do you smell it too, he asked. Yes. Well, what is it, he said. Now, if I had been honest, I would have said to Kenny that this is the smell of homelessness and poverty, that this is the smell of hunger and loneliness, that this is the smell of alcoholism and illness, that it is the smell of one who has no place to bathe and in many ways no reason to bathe, 
Kenny, that is the smell of death. In Rich, the smell of death seemed more real than the fragrance of life. So most of us stayed away, afraid that the stink would get on us. What we did not know, or moreover did not want to know or admit, as it was already within us, on us. Rich was just more honest about it. If we really looked at our lives, we would see the reality of death. It's there in our divorces and broken relationships, in our wounds and betrayals, in our fears, in our anger and resentment, in our addictions, in our sorrow and despair, in our excessive busyness and preoccupation with success, in things done and left undone. Death wraps around us like strips of cloth, grave cloths, and man, it stinks. It seems death permeates our lives and world. Like crazy rich, it is in us. It hangs like a cloud over Syria. It blows through Afghanistan, Libya, the Ivory Coast, and countless other places filled with war and violence. It invades our lives, taking those we love and cherish. We want to avoid it, Lord, if you had been here. Excuse me. We could. We want to avoid it, Lord, if you had been here. My brother would not have died, Martha and Mary say. But Jesus wasn't there, at least not in the way they wanted. He was there for a purpose, so that they and we might believe. Believe what? That the fragrance of life is greater than the stench of death. That is the choice before us every time we meet death, whether it is in us, in others, or in our world. Do we trust the smell of death more than the fragrance of life? It seems those gathered at the tomb trusted the stench more than the fragrance. Take away the stone, Jesus says. His word echoes Ezekiel's prophecy that God will open our graves, bring us up from those graves, put his spirit within us, and then we shall truly live. All of this happens in Jesus, the one who is resurrection and life. Martha protests. Death has filled her nostrils. Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. We too have said that. He's beyond help. It is his or her own fault. Leave him or her alone. He or she always has been like this. He or she will never change. It's hopeless. It will always be like this. No matter what I do, how hard I try, nothing happens. Our words may be different, but the meaning is the same. Those are words of death, words that say we trust the stench more than the fragrance. Jesus did not deny that death stinks. It does. It always has. Instead, Jesus asks us to release the life, the fragrance of life that is wrapped in death. Unbind him and let him go, Jesus commands. To unbind another or let ourselves be unbound means we must trust the perfume of life more than the stink. 
They did that for Lazarus. With each strip of cloth, they removed death, and it trembled, knowing its days were numbered. The unbinding of Lazarus was the death sentence for death itself. That sentence was carried out in the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every day we smell death, and every day we have the opportunity, by the grace of God, to change and be changed, to unbind and to be unbound, to let go and be let go. I haven't encountered crazy, crazy rich for quite some time. More often I wonder what would have happened if I had followed Jesus' words rather than my nose. What would have happened if I had invited Rich to lunch one day? What if I had helped Rich find an AA meeting and the social services that could have provided medical care, a place to live and food to eat? What if I had said, Rich, tell me the stories you are always telling, but that I have never listened to? I want to know you and your life. What if when it came time to exchange the sign of peace, I put my arms around him, pulled him close and said, the peace of Jesus Christ be with you. I wonder what I would have unbound in Rich. But more importantly, I wonder what Rich would have unbound in me. I know I speak for all of us in these trying times and our, and our inability to encounter our Lord in the sacrament. And while we're unable to receive his body and blood, let's be thankful that we will receive him in our hearts. There's a beautiful prayer that speaks to this and I would like to pray it with you now. It's entitled, My Jesus. I believe you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite my life wholly to you. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, have mercy on us sinners. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, have mercy on us sinners. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, have mercy on us sinners. Thank you.
Our response to the prayers of the faithful is, Lord, hear our prayer. For strength and courage, that God will inspire all who are searching for treatments for the coronavirus or working to develop a vaccine for it, we pray. For the RCIA candidates, that they may grow in their desire for waters of new birth and allow God more fully into their hearts this Lent, we pray. For all who are worried or anxious, that God will ease their fear, help them to recognize that God is with them and give them courage, we pray. For all who are ill, especially those with the coronavirus, that God will protect them and their caregivers and lead us to a cure, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Regina Ferris, Rosemary Sis Merriman, and Harry O'Toole, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today the following people from our parish community. Thomas and Lucy Blaine, Dorothy Herrick, Maureen Rebholz, Dorothy Grace, Sandy Riley, and the RCIA candidates, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. The recordings of With the Lord There Is Mercy and Transfigure Us, O Lord, were performed by Thomas Conroy and were used with permission from one license. The PDF of Living the Word is made possible by the generosity of GIA Publications. This podcast is copyrighted by the Southside Mount Washington community and all rights are reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and we'll be praying for you.